Hello, hello, hello. Bonjour. Hola. European languages in Czech for you know what's about to happen. <laughs> no. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 10. Two Doras are bringing you the B word. Now we're not swearing on air, it is Brexit. The word that no one wants to talk about, yeah. but everyone's talking about it. Okay. And in true Dora fashion, what we'll be doing today, we'll be delivering our disturbing London sections. You know, we're always disturbing London in these streets. So I will yeah, let the yeah. lady go first. Madam, what did you do? What did you eat? Where did you go? Well, I'm off house arrest, everybody. <laughs> I had little money dropping on my bank account, so I'm allowed out just for a small, small time. <laughs> Gotta go back soon. <laughs> so, eating wise, I went to, oh, we went Vapianos together. So, there's our little Vapianos trip, which everybody loves Vapianos. But I also went to All Bar One for lunch last week. So, anyone that works in the city by Liverpool Street or um, no, Moorgate, Pop down to all bar one, so they have a little lunch. It's £8.50. The meal is a decent size. I was craving, and I had, um, so they've got some nice little sides, so I will share him. So for sides, I had a lobster mac and cheese, gorgeous. Like, it wasn't too um, fishy, and it was nice, creamy, cheesy, so I like it. Um, so lobster mac and cheese, obviously you have to have chicken wings, and some prawns, this really nice sauce. It's like a tomato-y base sauce. Can't remember exactly what it was. He did give me the recipe. I totally forgot. So that was for starters. And then for my main, I ordered just like a steak sandwich and chips, which to be fair, the main on its own would have been fine because I was actually quite full from the starters. So if you go, and it even says that there, either get starters and maybe a side of chips or just the main because I felt that the steak sandwich was a bit too bready for me. So I ate the meat on the inside and the, the fries. But it was quite filling. So for a little cheap lunchtime meal, I would go there. Or if you're just catching up with someone on their lunch break, ideal spot. It was a bit noisy the day I went, which was Friday. But he was like, usually it's not actually that busy. So I'm not quite sure what was going on. And I think the lunchtime menu is until like 5. I don't know what time it starts, but it's until about five, so you've got a bit of time. Drinks in there cheap, so go for that. Also, so I haven't really been adventuring as much, but I did get to go when I was working at the Taste of Culture. So I will just really focus on the food that I ate there also, which was Senegalese food. So I had Teboujan, which is the original jollof, which they serve with um, they served with the fish, can't remember what the type of fish it was because you could only pronounce it in their language. So served with like fish and you have um, carrots, cabbage. I think it's aubergine as well that they add. So they plate it up on like one big plate with the rice and then the meat in the middle. Really nice. And with that, they make a, um, it's a sauce. They make a sauce out of the plant called um, the baobab plant. Have you heard of it? or fruits no I haven't. Just, oh i don't actually know what it looks like so i just found out about it there so some plants i will find it and it's got a fruit so i think it's the leaf of the fruit they used to make a sauce but it's not too spicy but it just complements things well but also from that they make a drink called um boy yeah it's called boy for any Caribbeans that have had pineapple juice or sexy juice it tastes like that so it's like However, they make this fruit, so I don't know what it looks like, so I really need to Google that. And they mix it with, like, milk, sugar. So it's like when we mix pineapple, con the Guinness. So it's got that nice creamy taste for people that like milk. And there was also another drink called bissa, which is made from hibiscus, which is also quite nice. And last but not least is um, chicken yasa. Well, you can have a fish yassa as well. So that's like, they serve it with rice and it's just chicken or fish. It's more, the chicken is slightly stewed. It's very, very soft, lovely. And the fish is really nice. So 
I had to do true black person style and get my little doggy bag and load up my fish. So I had the fish today, actually, with just a bit of coleslaw at home because people was hungry. And it was really nice. So if anyone ever wants to try Senegalese food, I would definitely try. It's absolutely lovely. Um, full of flavor. That was what I ate. Being, I attended a samba dance class slash workshop, which is something I do often, which I can probably talk about another time when we discuss things like dance, exercise, Brazil, and all that stuff. So, yeah. Well, if someone was busy, um, <laughs> <laughs> don't know where to start. Okay, I'll give you a rundown. I went to Bully Ballerson. Um, in Shoreditch, oh, yeah. and they're having just off the curtain road. They're having um fifty percent off tickets, so I got the tickets for free. Fam fifty, happy to send the link out. It's only on until the thirty first of March, so if you can get down there, get down there. Um, you still have to book by Design My Night, so make sure you get the voucher and then apply it to uh your booking on Design My Night. Um, also went to a place called the Curzon um, Cinema in Allgate to see the film Us. Now, uh, who did you get to go with you? I saw you call out, but I was busy. Yes, I went with a friend, a male friend, oh. but just a okay. friend uh, a long all time right. ago. So, yeah. Um, although he was kind of falling asleep, but I won't really bait him up online. He was yeah. tired and he had work the next day. Um... So us, ooh, I'd give it a seven, to be honest. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people just found they were quite scared and haunted from what I've It heard. was scary, but then it was scary because you're your own demon and it was it could resonate in that and there was a sense of duality okay. like and rebirth and stuff with the rabbit. So we've been looking for um kind of theories literally all weekend to explain the film because I was lost at certain points. Mm. Like, but, you know, I would give it, it's not as good as Get Out. Okay. Uh, no, nowhere near as good as Get Out, but it will have you in your seat. It will have you jumping a bit. I'm not very. I can't watch it alone. I need someone to go with me because they're just scary movies. Aren't. But I need to go because obviously Lupita's in there. Yes, to support our black women, and with yeah. from um Black Panther, Mr. Eight Man. Although he oh, looked yeah. much sexier in Black Panther. In this one, he was looking like somebody's dad. Obviously, yeah, but Uncle. <laughs> dad. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not that interested. But it's cool. <laughs> um, also, I went to Red Dog. Um, and on Wednesdays, they have unlimited chicken um, and some sides. So they had like some um, beans. Where's that Red Dog? Like, Red Dog, yeah, in Hoxton Square. Um, they had oh, the unlimited chicken with some fries, beans, and coleslaw. Um, it comes with this like little drop of coleslaw, and you think, is that it? And bring up another plate of side. So it's really a lot of food, and it's fourteen ninety five. As you guys may or may not know, I do not eat chicken. So oh, yeah. like chicken, let me cook myself. Um, so I had these beef ribs. These beef ribs, mm. there was only two beef ribs, but they were massive. They were literally bigger than my head and my neck. I will post a picture of how big they were. And next to us, there was this guy doing this challenge. He had, I think, nine patties and he had to eat them in, to, uh, ten, I think it was like 15 to 20 minutes. His best, mm. recorded best, was nine minutes and 14, nine minutes, 14 seconds. If you see the bees or sweat, but I literally shouted out, he's my hero, because he was. The way he just waxed that like a boss mm-hmm. i thought okay one day maybe two drawers might do a challenge they've got a hot wing challenge i'm doing um, it because it was monster, monster. <laughs> monster. so i'm thinking like we can do that i don't mind a, a bit of wings but it was like southern fried chicken big pieces which i, I don't like so we went to red mm. that was all right i would definitely recommend that the iced tea is really really nice i had an iced tea with some tequila as an extra shot to you know pep me up but you do get mm-hmm. a when you do get that fourteen ninety five deal. So you know, if you want change for a score, definitely go there. It's worth it. Um, what else did I? Eat? There was one more thing I did eat, but you know, you do too many things that you can't even remember exactly what mm-hmm. you were doing. Um, 
But you know, I stick with those two. Oh, I also had a donut from Donut Time. I had like eBay. I will post as well. Um, I'll post a video because I, it's called Ice Ice Baby, and it was vegan, but um, mm-hmm. well, baby with like as in Bay B A E. Um, it had vanilla buttercream, dark chocolate cookie pieces, chocolate chip cookie dough, and chocolate chips. Um, mm-hmm. and surprising with all that chocolate, it was still vegan. It was nice. But it was a bit too heavy for me. So yeah, that's what we did. Um, we're going to move on to our travel news. Our travel news section, obviously, we bring in other people. We keeping our noses in other people's business and reporting <laughs> live from other people's business. <laughs> it just is. Let you guys know what's going on in the world. Shireen, yeah. got any Sir, news for us? A little bit of juice. So, first thing, this morning, actually, we had a lost plane. A plane got lost from London City arriving in Germany at Dusseldorf, where Edinburgh. They said it was due to an incorrect flight path being given. And I think that it's linked to BA. You know, you have the connections with different airlines. So that was the one. So we're in loss. Second, which is more like holiday, can I call it holiday news? Well, so basically Hilton Hotels have decided they're going to start recycling the soap of them. So you know when you get the free soaps? Mm-hmm. Their new thing is they take them, break them and recycle them. I think they've the brand now. Can't remember the name. Something about it's not the world clean 2008 or something to be recycling a cycling brand or partnership they now have they're trying to recycle and they're reusing stuff I think by 2030 they were saying they didn't want to be contributors to soap going to landfill okay that's cool everyone if you go to a hotel take the stuff take the soap take the sewing kit take everything because Depending on where you're staying, they're not always going to have them bits. And a lot of the times they are travel size. So if I go to a really posh place, I want something fresh every single day because it's coming back for future holidays when you're staying with Airbnbs or need hand luggage. Um, but I think that's quite a good thing they're giving back and they're looking at like carbon footprint, et cetera, et cetera. And the last, um, they re- released the top work gonna go through all 20 um looks because obviously number six was easyjet number five was air mauritius due to poor food on the main issues no sorry number six was right was right there number five was air mauritius because the poor before was easyjet we've all flown easyjet so i don't even need to say much about that or best. Reading it, the worst, the last six. So when I was reading it, I did it wrong. So I was looking empty. So I thought they was the worst. And I was like, hold on, no. They're the ones at the bottom. These are the top six. So basically, these are the, the worst set. Um, 20 on there, but I thought I'm... We can go to that other time, people. Um, because some of them were like, they, they were still ranked like seven out of ten. These were five, four out of ten. Okay. Pakistan. They actually had a crash in 2007. People died, and they've got quite poor hygiene. Um, Royal Jordanian Airlines. So that probably flies from Jordan. I'm assuming. Um, they have terrible quality of service. But the worst was an airline called Wow Airlines, which I'd never heard of, coming in at number one. Um, I think they fly between like Iceland, Europe. Uh, they may be from the States. I could be wrong with that. So they were the top six. And obviously, that's six, so we can throw Ryanair in them. The others further down, mixing things. They had different things that were issues. Like, there were some, I think it, I think it was Qatar. Or, no, she stopped a woman from going to, what was it now? It was some really, something really 
so that the woman being able to fly due to some religious issues. There's loads of different little things why people are coming in the rankings. So that's my little question. Okay. Well, <clears throat> on from last week, um, actually, since we're talking about planes, um, there was a by uh, Jess Hilarious, who's a comedian. And she apparently got, um, she's alleged to get four of you seat guys thrown off a plane for um, saying that they looked scary and suspicious um, and like terrorists. However, they were actually Sikh men. So Sikh men and Muslim men appear very, very different. Um, Sikh men obviously wear head wrap. Um, most Muslim guys do not. I don't know any Muslim guys that wear a head wrap. They might wear a hat, but the head wrap is clearly different from a hat. So that was mm-hmm. a big L for Jess. Like it was very ignorant, and um, you know, for a black woman who has been probably, you know, victimized and um, had microaggressions against her and some certain stereotypes, that was a wrong move for someone to of colour to do to someone else. Um, it's just not acceptable to stereotype anyone. I know we all kind of have our own personal stereotypes in our mind, but actually mm-hmm. taking that further and actually voicing that and getting to the point that you get someone kicked off is not acceptable. And now there was a debate about this online because some people were like, I'm not going to throw another black woman under the bus just so... Um, oh, she's black? Yeah, just hilarious. She's a black... That's what I'm talking about. Her. She's a black uh, comedian in America. So people were saying that they're not going to throw another black woman under the bus because of what she's done. It's not a case of throwing another black woman under the bus, but we need to highlight. If, if someone makes um, an error, it should be highlighted. She shouldn't be crucified. I agree, but it should it shouldn't be high. It, it should be highlighted. Oh, hi. she make a, <laughs> yeah, she should make a um, apology. And which she did to Sikh people and Muslim people. Um, but people were saying that they don't feel that the apology was that authentic. That's between her and her own yeah. God and the maker. But the fact is that she did apologize. But what gets me is that Sikh people actually took time out to educate her on social media and show the differences and showed love to her. But it was black people who were really mean and horrible and chastising her all over her Instagram and stuff, which I find that once someone's making it everyone wants to jump on ship when someone has a downfall everyone wants to ride on that person like they haven't made a mistake so i find that the black community or the black twitter or black insta are very judgmental in that point and which we saw from last week from joe budden's tweets so you know black people just take each other and love each other more we can learn from the sikhs and how they actually showed her love and actually educated her rather than criticize so that's important. True. Speaking on international news as well, um, RIP to uh, the people who lost their life in the mosque in New Zealand. That was a terrible, mm. terrible meeting. But it just goes to show you how different people of different color, people of colors, news is reported differently from people of, of well, non-color, should I say? Um, the guy was described as angelic and. Um, something that went whereas if it was someone of another color they'd be called a terrorist or mass murderer and it's it's different the way that the pictures that were shown they showed a picture of him when he was younger and not you know we no offense i don't really care about when he was younger i care about the lives he's lost the lives he's Mm -hmm. taken and the terrible trust is that he's 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 um made you know that he shouldn't be given it shouldn't be sugar-coated it's just for me it's a disrespect to the people who lost their lives and just poor show to be honest um and if i was one of the families that i would i would be writing to that newspaper immediately but it's always the same you know it's just, yeah so it's it's really sad to be honest but rest in peace mm. and our thoughts and condolences goes out to the family and hopefully they'll be comforted and strengthened by memories of their uh, loved ones um, but in better news, there's a fellow podcaster uh, called Adjua Agboa, and she's a Ghanaian British model, and she's been honoured with her own Barbie doll. So Black Girl Magic wins again. 
where we have our fails, we also have our wins. So that's a good one for her. And mm-hmm. last but not least in our travel news, we have... Bear with me. One thing that really, really irks me. Really irks me. Now, you China man, woman, China man. You Mm -hmm. love cuss us off. When we go and do our pedicure and nails, you're talking your language, laughing, laughing. I see you. And you love coming to settle into the Caribbean or Africa. Come set up shop, set up business. Don't want to speak the language. And then on top of that, want to exclude the locals from your business. That is just not allowed. And Nigeria have to take the biggest L in history because I'm not, I'm really not happy. I found this article. It says this Chinese restaurant in Nigeria has no Africans allowed policy. And it's in Kedja, um, in Mina Crescent off Toyin Street, which is quite a big like area and quite a popular area. And it says that only, Chinese people are allowed entry uh, between certain hours. I think it's 11 till 4. And that other black other blacks are not allowed and they'll only be allowed if they're coming from a Chinese person. So it was said that a, a security guard, who was obviously of Nigerian descent, said to someone, who are you looking for? And when they, are, then when they were asked that he wants to order something in the restaurant, he said that he wasn't permitted to enter, which I just find is really, it's, it's really strange. Like, I dare you to it's tell me. I, I dare you. It's a disrespect. Yeah. It is, but then if you look at it, they're very clever. They're very, very clever people because even though devil's advocate they can say this is our thing we may be doing chinese rituals at that time that's why you can't be there it's probably not that it's probably not but they're very intelligent because people go wrong we go somewhere and we feel we need to include fit in blah 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 they don't give it they don't give a damn they're getting what they want and they're doing it how they please and that's not just done it elsewhere so as much as what they've done is wrong maybe i think sometimes we need to take that small leap because now they're infiltrating land and we can't say anything but i'm sure i've heard of something similar before but i don't know if it's in nigeria it could have been somewhere else but they're very to ghana i went to um timed massage place and they had a restaurant there and even though they were in africa i think there was a bit of planting on the menu but everything was thai everything was thai they had their um their king up there um everything was them and i think at the same wherever they go they make sure their culture is kept strong which i said it's great but they're still benefiting off it and maybe sometimes if we did that in certain places we might have a bit more but it's first recently I don't think I sent it to you. And someone was basically saying, because I was like, in a nutshell, he was talking to, I think it's the Korean. He was going to be scraping black people all day. No, but I see a business model. I see that. And they look beyond. They don't even care that they don't like us. But they're like, you know what? We'll take their money. They get everything. We need to. I really get my nails done, but I am thinking, okay, I rather pay more, even if it's not a black person, a white person, because the level of treatment front. A lot of times we go there because it is. There are some that are nice to you, and I mean, there's not. But like you said, they will speak badly about you. And what do there? So black nail technician. As long as you treat me good as well, I'm okay. As long as I'm getting a good service, but I think. We're getting to a point where we do probably need to boycott in these people because their shops are full of us and they will talk the uttermost rubbish. Last thing, actually. Um, I swear, I went to their house to treat. And man, he was in his bed. He got up and he watched you. No word of a lie. I'm in your house, yeah. You ain't, you ain't even come downstairs, but when I've come in, you've actually taken cheese and put them under your pillow. So, that's <laughs> the level of respect. <laughs> you think I'm joking? 
spectacular. I seen imagine yeah, I'm not even close to the watches. My daughter took the watches. I'm the one that is Why you I don't want your watches? I said nah. I said and I still have to treat him. That's the thing, obviously. I have to give him the care. Oh, it's just like he's straight up. He he picked up watches because you knew someone would come into the house before you moved them before. But in general, I'm nowhere near there. I'm not left alone. Like my man picked, not even picked it up and put it on you know, and put it in his pocket. He put them on the pillow because he wanted to know. Thinking, you see, me, I don't ramp with them, but that's another story for another day, and it lack power and all. Stay with your own, but anywho. <laughs> Well, let's get to the topic of discussion and be here all day. Back to the B word for Brexit. Now, I'm sure yeah. everyone knows what Brexit means. Um, but for those that don't, it's just a, a short version of Britain's exit. Now, a referendum was held on the 23rd of June 2016, whether we should remain or leave. And <clears throat> under good old Dave Cameron, we majority voted to leave the UK. Now, what did you vote for, Shireen, if I can ask you? Yes, you can ask me anything. I voted to stay, but me, I'm a bit craft. Like, I don't really know much about politics, and I'm in a little bubble. So I voted to stay in due to the fact, obviously, my dad was like, no, we need to stay in. Can't remember what my mum did. Politics is always a big issue in my house. Um, so I voted. I didn't know much, etc., etc. Follow school church. So when I went the next day, there was a preacher actually speaking about Brexit, and he was actually saying that we are to come out for different reasons. So it was quite interesting. It was a while ago, obviously, um, but he was saying the reasons why Britain are supposed to come out. Um, but yeah, I just did it based on my dad told me to. I didn't read it enough. I still don't read it enough now, which is absolutely terrible. Um, but yeah, about you. I voted to remain, um, and what motivated me, well, I'm Labour, so what voted me, motivated me was just that I just don't think UK are at stage financially, um, emotionally, mentally, to actually leave. Like, what was the exit plan? For me, I felt it was motivated. Mm-hmm. My choice to, to stay was um, motivated just me, like, we're not there yet. Um, what is the mm-hmm. plan? You know who do we have backing us? I wasn't really, I didn't really have much faith in the po- politicians. I don't really have that much faith. I and still don't have much faith in the politicians. But for me, it was yeah. just like I don't think we're ready yet. Not that we mm-hmm. can't do it, but I don't think we're ready yet. I mean, you know, have we liaised with other countries who are not in the EU and seen their strategy? But we haven't. Mm-hmm. We hadn't done any of that. And I felt that it was motivated for pe- people's reason to leave was actually more vo- motivated by race and immigration. Mm-hmm. And people saying, "Oh, I don't want these immigrants coming and taking my job." Hold on a minute, mate, Billy, or whatever your name is. You're there on the dole mm-hmm. for like. 10 years. You've never had a job. You never know what it feels like, smells like to have a job, and you're saying that this Joe Bloggs has come to take your jobs. Like, let's be serious. Mm-hmm. You were never getting a job anyway. You know, the situation was a bit, you know, was the situation was getting a bit dying. You know, the strain on the NHS, financial strain, there's strain on jobs but and stuff and thing, housing. Though, it is a strain to an extent, but I think this is when I, I've worked in the NHS. I have history with housing. It's like there is a lot of strain, but there's other things they can do in place. But I think this the whole thing with Brexit, which is it's difficult because I don't read it enough. It's a fear thing, so I just see it as if anything's gonna change, just make sure you're equipped so you just get yourself sorted. Because to be fair, we're never at the forefront of anything as black people. We're not at the forefront. We're not the. Concern. There's like three percent of us in the UK. Yeah, they don't care about us. They don't care, but it's hard because, like I said, you did see a lot of racist issues um come to light especially the fact that i work in the public sector it's like a lot of things are saying like you said oh they're taking jobs nhs blah 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 which part of it is true however there's other things and other areas that the government could have scaled back on and done things in a better way etc etc but they i don't know they were scaring a lot of people and it was just a bit crazy and a lot of people they do react when it comes to fear and some people, like you said, they've never worked a day in their life, but they feel like they're owed everything. And it doesn't work like that. 
I know, I know well, some people want to change and say that, you know, that we need to export more stuff and not rely too heavily on imports. And um, it, I think it's a habit of change. No one likes change, but that's the only thing that's mm-hmm. constant. I mean, the UK have been in the EU since 1973, so that would have been a big... That's that's a long time. So for me, mm-hmm. I just think they weren't prepared. And I think it was very emotionally and immigrant motivated. However, a lot large foundation of England and UK was built on immigrants from mm-hmm. years, years ago. And it's years of sweat, blood, tears and work. So to say mm-hmm. that, it's just a bit ignorant <clears throat> of the... But looking at it from another perspective, maybe, for instance, maybe they needed to exit and they needed support for whatever other agenda they have, because we don't know these... Maybe they thought, okay, if we use the immigrant thing, we know that's going to rev people up to do it. But if they put whatever the real reason was, it might have been a reverse and people would have opted to stay more or whatever. Because we just don't know what they really have planned because they must have something in line to happen, why they want this to happen. But like I said, we will never know because it's all about them and and they're not going to tell us. I think David Lamy summarised some of what we're trying to get across and what we've been saying quite well and quite passionately, actually, in one of his recent speeches. Let's hear an excerpt from one of the recent speeches and see what he has to say. Most MPs must now recognise in private, but do not say it in public. Brexit is a con, a trick, a swindle, a fraud, a deception that will hurt most of those people it promised to help. A dangerous fantasy which will make every problem it claims to solve worse. A campaign won on false promises and lies. Vote leave and leave EU. Both broke the law. Russian interference is beyond reasonable doubt. And by now, every single campaign promise made in 2016 has become unstuck. Brexit will not enrich our NHS, it will impoverish it. Our trade deal with Donald Trump will see the US corporations privatise and dismantle uh, the NHS one bed at a time. And even those promises on immigration, which has so greatly enriched our country, are a lie. After Brexit, immigration will go up, not down. When we enter into negotiations with countries like India and China, they will ask for three things. Visas, visas and more visas, and they will get them because we will be weak. Friends on this side of the house, tell me to appease Labour voters in industrial towns, the former miners, the factory workers, those who feel they've been left behind. I say we must not patronise them with cowardice. Let's tell them the truth. You were sold a lie. Parts of the media used your fears to sell papers and abuse viewing figures. Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson exploited the same prejudice to win votes. Shame on them. Immigrants have not taken your jobs. Our schools and Colleges fail to give you the skills. Hospitals are not crumbling because of health tourists, not because of decades of austerity that that, that ground them down to the bone. You cannot afford a house uh, uh, because both parties failed to build, not because of Mohammed down the road who moved in. And wealth was hoarded in London when it should have been shared across the country. Blame us. Blame Westminster. Do not blame Brussels for our own country's mistakes. And do not be angry at us for telling you the truth. angry at the chances who sold you a lie i mean there have been other countries that some people say are there other countries that has left or currently in the eu and what works for them which is a question that britain should ask themselves so we do have some countries that are not in the eu like switzerland russia albania belazarus bosnia i don't know how to pronounce that her governor uh kosovo macedonia Moldova, Norway, Serbia, Ukraine. And in those countries, of those countries specifically, I, Norway and Switzerland would have been a good model to use um, to see mm-hmm. you know, how they, you know, support themselves and what they do right, what they, what didn't they do. Um, there are three countries that have successfully left the EU and they're Greenland, um, St. Barth- Bartholomew, which is actually a French-speaking mm-hmm. um, Caribbean country, which was part of Guadeloupe, mm-hmm. and French Algeria. So they got their independence from each other, actually, France and Algeria, which led to a discontinued EU membership. So mm-hmm. I don't know enough about those countries to say, yeah, okay, what was their model? What did they do right? But I do know enough about Switzerland and Norway to say that they are doing something right. And, you know, sometimes um, copying a model 
doesn't help. Doesn't doesn't hurt someone. Yeah. If you don't know, a good leader is someone that who says, you know what, I don't actually know what I'm doing, but I am going to liaise with these, you know, with with Brussels, with other countries, you know, Amsterdam that are doing things well and and you know something right and seeing what the benefits of the EU has and comparing them with countries like Switzerland and Norway and to see you know like visit Norway I'm sure she's got the mm-hmm. money and the time she could have just done that well, why she I'm talking about Theresa May yeah, I'm not yeah. a great fan <laughs> of her but I do believe she has picked she has taken a lot of slack and I don't feel if she was a man with her white privilege looking back at us, like Mr. Dave Cameron, who actually ran away and left us in this mess, mm. she wouldn't be getting the stick that she is, she's been getting. I know she, she's not the best and she kind of does not know what she's doing. And her, her exit strategy seems like her dance move, stiff and in need of some work. So, um, but I just think that she's a woman and she hasn't been... You know, people have really been giving her a hard time over this. Like, you voted, the people voted to leave. Okay, so let's leave. You know, you voted, you wanted this. So now it's here. Let's do it. You know, it, this has been going on since 2016. Then 2017, when she came, so March 20, 29th, 2017, when she came into um, position, she came in just a bit before that, but she came into position and said, okay, look, we're going to leave. It's been decided. So we've had two years. So now our, our exit date exit. is actually March the 29th, 2019. Mm-hmm. So we've had two years to work out an exit plan. And people are still talking about no deal or deal Brexit and a second referendum. And I'm thinking, this is just one big pile of political mess. Like the future of Britain is really uncertain. And we're in times where, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty and you know, a lot of hostile and angst for other immigrants who don't, well, migrants, should I say, who don't know their future, you know, are they still going to have a job? There was a lot of panic and anxiety thinking, am I still going to keep my job? Am I going to have to be told um, um, to leave? And like the UK people, UK experts that were actually expats that were in the other EU countries and, you know, EU experts here living in the UK, so um, I know there's documentation and stuff about it, but it's actually making sure that you're well-read and you're well-versed about this. So I would say um, read more. And that's something I have to do as well um, on the subject. Um, do you know some of the wildest Brexit theories and rumours you've heard? This is a bit of a difficult one for me because I said I stay out of politics. I've heard some people talk some things, but I literally, I don't know. For me, it's like I believe in just, I just get on with it because this is the thing people get anxious. I think there was this lady I knew, I don't know, she ended up selling her house, but this woman was ready to sell her house. I don't know if she did it, I don't speak to her like that anymore. But the way people are getting so anxious, like you said, and I'm thinking, why are you being anxious? It hasn't happened. It's good to prepare for things. But it was just getting crazy. I know there were some people that were like, okay, we need to start farming our own things, et cetera, et cetera. It's not wild. I agree with it to an extent. But why are you waiting to do that? They're things that we probably should have been doing before and getting ourselves sorted. So I know there's a lot of people It's like, okay, we need to learn all these survival techniques, blah, 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 how we're going to look after ourselves. Really, we should have been checking those out from before. But I haven't really heard any wild ones, but I don't. Some things I don't feed into it because, and it's mad. People might be like, "Oh, this girl's crazy," but I just live in this space where it's like some things you cannot control at all. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Like, there's things you do need to have prepared, but just make sure you're good. So, if that your money is good, your business is good, this and other, everything works for you because you're gonna have to focus on yourself. I don't really have anything wild. Yeah, stay. I stay out of it. I really stay out of it. And when I hear some of the talk. I will listen a bit, but I'm I'm the worst. Politics is just not my thing. Like I barely even watch TV, so I'm just so out of the loop. Some of the wildest ones I've heard, you know, we're all going to starve. Um, the prices of everything's going to go up. You know, oh, we're not selling right. Our crop, um, our crops and our yeah. crop registration and all of that. Um, that when the ha- prices of houses are going to fall down. 
uh, businesses, small business won't be able to cope and keep afloat. You know, you just hear loads of things that like you're going to need um, a different type of passport. You're going to need additions on your passport. The only thing that I don't think is that wild that I've heard is that you need to have at least six months on your passport when you're traveling. So do make sure that you do have that. A lot of people um, and websites and stuff like Skyscanner will actually say that before you even book anything. So I think that's oh, just... Was it three months stuff. anyway? It was three, it was three months, months before. before. The thing is, it does make yeah. sure people are prepared. But I was checking out the passport stuff and it mentioned, obviously, the six months you need on there. Um, I'm actually going to go onto the Gov site so I can give you the, what it says exactly and not just my own interpretation. So there was the six months on the passport, which, you know what, it's good to be prepared because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, what else does it say on here? There may be changes with border control, but they're all... Nothing is set. I think it's different if they said, this is what's occurring. But I think when it's the maybe stuff, people start going over the top for nothing. I know there's changes with the driving that I know you mentioned earlier. Um, if you want to drive in the EU. And prices might go up. They might go down. They might continue. I think the main thing was a lot of people were worried if they had already booked holidays at a certain amount. Of, I can't remember if the time happened, if they'd lose their holidays, etc., etc. You will not use, lose your holiday. You're covered by whoever you book the holiday with. So I think people should just continue. Just get on with Just enjoy. Just enjoy your life. Enjoy it. Travel. Go abroad. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. You know, that this manic panic is just, it's, it's funny. Yes. It is because it's like, imagine if this does not happen, but some people panic more than others. So we're talking about and we're considering things. But like I said, this woman was looking to sell the whole damn house. And like, she was, you know, someone really takes it to heart. And I, was like, I still don't know if she sold it, but currently, thinking about it, it's like nothing had even happened yet. So you're actually getting ready to sell. They've instilled fear in you. I think fear is sometimes good because it shakes people up and I think it can motivate you because there's never going to be job security, you know what I mean, with certain things. So I would say use that as fuel at times to plan for you and make sure you're sorted because you don't want to be left with nothing. But don't use it in a way that it's going to make you anxious and it's going to make people stressed and sick and things. That's not, that doesn't make sense to me. B doesn't make sense. We're in this position now where, okay, 29th of March is fast approaching. That's Friday. Mm-hmm. We'll be leaving, will we not? So from what I'm hearing from Theresa May saying that, she's saying that, not it, sorry, Theresa. She's saying that she will, <laughs> will be leaving. Deal or no deal. So the question is, are we going to have a deal or no deal Brexit? Or are we just going to throw a spanner in the works and have a second referendum? Obviously, I'm not God. I don't I know. We'll get a spanner, you know. We have a spanner. <laughs> so I, I don't know where, what is leaning to. But from what I've read that she's saying that she's going ahead with the Article 50. You know, she's produced a 585-page um, withdrawal agreement with a 26-page statement on future relations and how that will affect um, the EU and people in, in and out. So the current situation is that we actually owe an estimated £39 billion and we're trying to avoid the return of the physical um, uh, border between Northern Ireland. That's also mm-hmm. something to consider. And also what is going to actually happen to our UK citizens living in the EU, like I said, and the EU citizens that are actually living in the UK. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty around that. So basically what I'm thinking, they obviously want a deal to allow the smooth process for actually exiting mm-hmm. for businesses and individuals to give them time to achieve you know, a permanent trading relationship with the EU because obviously we're not going to stop trading all of a sudden. That's another wild rumor I heard. We're going to stop trading with the EU, and you know, but that's wild. We're not going to do that. It's patterns of behavior that we've had since 1973. We're not going to stop that altogether. And if we do leave on the 29th of March, obviously we're still going to have a transition period. And a lot of people are saying that transition period is probably going to go to the 31st of December 2020 or 2021. And you know, in terms of like tra- what that means for travel plans, obviously we'll touch on that in a second. But what this transition period should do is just allow free movement um, between the EU countries, which will 
not have an effect on travel. So the most people will say is, you know, flights will go up. They may go up by a percentage, but it may not be even that noticeable. Like we were able to get a Ryanair flight for like thirty-seven pounds the other day um, to Prague. Flights are still there, man. They're there. Flights are still there. <laughs> Take advantage of them if you want to. Some people are buying them down in bulk. Do what you want to do, you know. Buy them in bulk, regardless of what 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 you know what we wish, what we hope for. We just hope that Theresa May negotiates a good deal with Parliament. I know it's you know people, different people are are talking. You know, Labour have their own intentions that they they want another general election to happen. Obviously, they want to win that, go back to Brussels to negotiate their version or a better version of Brexit. But everyone promises that. All politicians promise a better version of this and that until they actually come into power and you're like, okay, you're looking at them, they're looking back at you like, yeah, this is it. And I'm like, this is mm. not... So I think Britain are looking at MPs and they're looking back at us like, we, we didn't sign up for this. You know? So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, tough. it's a tough thing. But the thing I've... The most thing I've heard was the driving plan ones, actually that there's an international license code, 1968, where you need to go to the mm-hmm. post office and pay 550 so to enable you to drive after driving in the UK's um, EU countries after the 29th of March. But however, obviously, if we have a no deal or a deal, we don't know what's going to happen. So don't rush to the post office and get it. It's up to you. <laughs> if you want to. There's people you know, lining up now. I know there's people lining up now. You know, oh. If you don't. By all means, that's fine. So, to close, what would two Doras advise? What would our what are our current travel plans? Actually, to be honest, let's tell them. Mm-hmm. And what would we advise for people traveling within the next year or so? So, my current travel plans: I'm going to Milan, basically next week. So that's Europe, and then we're going to Prague. Or yes. Europe. They're my Europe plans at the moment. I don't have any more Europe plans. Just travel in general. It doesn't have to be Europe. Oh, yeah. There's some... But we'll... That's it, really. Like, I have. I think this year, I haven't... I'm kind of going with the flow with travelling. Mm-hmm. Because naturally, everyone does that thing. Oh, where are you going? Where are you off to? And I'm just like, babes, wherever God leads me. Um, but I think... With travel, travel is an amazing thing to do and everyone should do it. But I think you should also have to look at the season you're in as well. So there's times where work's going to be hectic, you need to save more, etc., etc. So it's all good to want to plan certain travels. But then you always have to look at obviously your finances, your current situations. I've got a few weddings coming up. So it's kind of planning them around them as well, which hasn't been the easiest. So I had obviously my original ideas last year. But I'm just like, I'm just going to allow the so Milan I picked because it was cheap and I needed some solo time so I'll be updating you guys on that when I'm back and then obviously we decided to do um the travel eat slay day trip to Prague which I just yes. to do like no one really goes away for a day but if the price like spent 30 pound easily like them things you can waste that kind of money so to think okay we're gonna which is something we enjoy, then it just it just made the most sense, you know. So yeah, cool. Well, F1. for me, um, obviously I'm going to. I'll be sitting next to my homie Shireen. Um, yeah. we're going. To well, we day. might not, you know, because you see Ryan there, yeah, like people <laughs> separate. So I could be next. <laughs> we'll try. We'll try. We'll try. We'll try. If right. not, I'll be you from across the plane is fine. Um. Mm-hmm. We're going to Basel in um I don't know if it's Basel or Basel in Switzerland as my friend's moving. Oh. Going to visit her. Oh. Um, those are like my only European plans. I probably will go to Eurostar. Use the Eurostar to go to Paris because I do get discount. Um, probably Paris. Oh, how much? Quite a lot. I won't say on air. Um, yes, on air, yeah, be like, listen, you can pay her. She'll give you a discount. Quite a lot, but yes. <laughs> Taking in coins, so we we can talk, people. We can talk. Yeah, we'll probably organize a day, two doors day trip somewhere. You know, Brussels, Amsterdam, and Rotterdam. Um, so those are the places that I could go. So probably do a sneaky trip away, and Mm. um, we do aim to go Sri Lanka around October ish times. Yes, we're still at prices, so we'll see. 
and um, South Africa will be going to in November for a wedding. But mm-hmm. that's about that's all my travel plans. But what I would advise everyone is. Don't worry, don't panic and go and buy so many flights. If you've got money like that, then no. buy okay. Do. But don't panic. Things will work out. Um, our last advice, obviously, there is a transition period up to 2020, December. So mm-hmm. don't don't um go ahead and make any rash decisions. Just take everything as they come. No. Join Facebook groups if you want, join some social media groups to have that conversation. You know, speak to your family members, speak to some friends. If you feel, you know if you are EU citizen and you you're living in the UK and you feel under threat of some or uncertainty, then do um, you can set up a support group in your workplace or check if your workplace have an existing support group and why not? And if you do make any purchases with travel agents, just be sure to ask them if they've got any cover um, and at all protection and make sure you get some travel insurance. Those are things I would say to I wouldn't say go into panic, just live your life. And I've found this um, really good quote from a podcast I was listening to today called, and it said, Dear Fort, I will worry about things when they happen. So I'll just repeat that and leave that as my closing statement. Dear Thoughts, I will worry about things when and if they happen. Any last words? Don't worry. Don't worry. Be anxious for nothing. One thing I would say, if you can, there's so many places in Europe you can go to. Um, you don't have to rush to book. It's good that you can get cheap flights to Europe. So explore what's on your doorstep. Not every day try run to the other ends of the globe just to say things to do in Europe. I think people are understanding that a bit more. So just try it. Um, there's nice sunny places. There's colder places. Don't look down on it because it's so close to home or it's not the Caribbean or it's not America or it's not exotic because there's so many good things to do so maybe actually use this as an opportunity to for a lot cheaper than you pay in and for a flight to go somewhere just to say you went and lived cool and yeah as Banky said just live your life like there's no point worrying if it's going to happen you you're not going to make a difference it happening and also your worries are not going to change it so that would be my I'm holiday man, book the holiday, buy what you want to buy, fly where you want That's it. Perfect. Well, that will be us until our next episode. So you know what's coming next at Two Doras. We taste, we travel, and we explore. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye.